0: ESPN, Chicago. Take easy, baby. Work. Work. Hands in the air, he's in the dirt. muscles on the midway. Work. Bed down, bed down, we can't hey, hear the work. work. Chicago's the city, let's see them their work. Bands. Mighty, mighty, mighty bands. ESPN, take the north, just the fields. Got a new location, we still in rotation. Bands. Mighty, mighty, mighty bands. Jalen Johnson, take it No other team can compare, love for the fans, love for the squad, repping the city of our Chicago, we got them hitters, Taquan Briscoe, who rocking with us, get easy, easy to the dirt, live from stage, street bears, turf, clap, scream, clap, holler, clap, scream, clap, holler, clap, scream, clap, holler, clap, scream, bears, ESPN, Chicago. It's a special Cap and J-Hood morning show, broadcasting live from Indianapolis at the NFL Combo on ESPN Chicago. Your new home of the Chicago Bears. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! bring 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 them out. 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 Live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, this is the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Along with David Kaplan, I'm Jonathan Hood, and this is the new era of the Chicago Bears. It has begun. We are the home of the Chicago Bears right here on ESPN 1000. Cap, what a great day for all of us here at ESPN 1000. We can officially say it right here, right now, starting with us. We are the home of the Chicago Bears.
1: What an amazing day to wake up, walk over here from the hotel. We're in Indianapolis, as you said, for the scouting combine. We walk in, we got our new swag gear on, and we're in the convention center. And I turned to Shay and I said, we are the home of the freaking Chicago Bears. Charter franchise, National Football League, their home is right here. we got a massive day ahead. Ryan Poles joins us at 6.30. We'll talk about the top pick, a whole bunch of Bears content. We are live. We are local all day, all the shows. And the Bears are entering the most interesting offseason in Chicago sports
0: history. Kevin, I tell you that as we are on the cusp of celebrating 25 years of Fabulous radio here at ESPN 1000. This, to me, is the biggest event in the 25 years of this radio station. Being the home of the Chicago Bears, I mean, the team that galvanizes the city the most Hawks fans, Bulls fans, Sox fans, Cub fans, all the college teams they all come together to cheer the Chicago Bears and hope for their good fortune. And so that all culminates here at ESPN 1000 where people will be able to get all kind of Chicago Bears content, including being able to have all the games here at ESPN 1000. So that's the thing I look at. Every, nothing brings the city together like Chicago Bears football. We have it right here.
1: So Shea and I were over here yesterday getting all the gear in for the broadcast, getting all the credentials. And... Shay and I are walking through the building, and there are literally guys in the convention center. It's a convention center. It's not where you play football. The stadium, Lucas Oil's right outside the door. These guys are out in the hallway, and they are doing their sprints, and they're working with their bands, and they've got their trainers. And I turn to Shay, I go, "I'll take him. We could take him, huh?" We started talking to one dude as he's doing his like lunges, going down the hallway with us. I said, hey, good luck, brother. Thanks a lot. 6'6", six, six, looked like a wh- lanky wide receiver. He'd be perfect in a Bears uniform. And then he, Shea, runs back in the, in the building, and he sees a bunch of Georgia players. A bunch of them.
2: Yeah, like, Nolan Smith.
1: Nolan Smith. One of the top linebackers. They're all there. A whole bunch. And I said, dude, let's just go out to my truck, get five or six, get in. Let's go right back to Chicago. Drop him in Lake Forest. Game on.
2: He found his wide receiver tree, Hoodie. The one he keeps talking about, it's right here. It's the NFL Combine. He found it.
1: That's right. I said the Bears had no talent. I've already restocked. Mr. Poles, I've restocked.
2: My, car's <laughs> outside. My <laughs> truck's outside. He's flipping. Not even four minutes into being at the Combine, he's flipping.
0: Yeah. Well. I got you plenty of talent now. Well, nonetheless, it's so great to be able to be on the air again early. And, again, we're going to be here for four hours on this very special day for us here at ESPN 1000, being the home of the Bears. But uh, it's still to come on the show, we will have whispers at the bar. That will be a segment. We have whispers at the bar when it comes to the Combine. It's one of these things, Cap, when you're at the NFL Combine here in Indianapolis, there's, there's so many writers and reporters, journalists, and, of course, scouts. General managers, they're right there at your fingertips. You can just run right into them. You don't mean to, but you just kind of run right into them, and all of a sudden you're privy to so much information. So I think that since we've been here, it's no surprise that the Bears are the number one story because people want to know what the Bears are going to do. As you mentioned, we're going to hear from Ryan Poles coming up at 630 right here on on ESPN 1000, but everyone's wondering what the Bears are going to do with that number one pick. So we
1: were at the hot spot in town last night, St. Elmo's. We got to hang out with Burt Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback at SI.com, and he was giving us some great intel on some of the prospects, what he's hearing about the Bears. I know Ryan Pohl spoke yesterday and talked about, hmm, might under some scenarios make sense to trade the top pick before free agency because if you're getting players back, then you know what your needs are. If you, I'm just pulling names out of thin air here, but if you made a deal – for the pick with the Colts. And they said, okay, you can have Quentin Nelson in that deal or DeForest Buckner. You go, well, I don't need to go get a three technique. I just got Buckner. I don't need to go sign an expensive garden free agency. I just got Nelson. Or I got Michael Pittman. I'm one receiver closer to fixing my wide receiver room. So there are scenarios where that could happen. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't unless somebody comes in and just blows you away with an
0: offer. Well, I think that for for me, I think it's solidified now that without question that Justin Fields, quarterback for this uh, football team, will be leading the way uh, for this team. Again, it's interesting that even though I feel strongly that Fields is going to be the guy for quite some time, he's still under evaluation under Ryan Poles, something we don't talk about, right? So there was conjecture about um, you know after the regular season whether or not Justin Fields was Poles' guy. Right, that question, like, is he going to be the guy or not? I think that he will be, Cap, but I think that when you are rebuilding, starting from the ground up, I think that everyone's still under a big microscope. I mean, you might, he might say that, hey, I'm all in with Justin Fields for the next decade. He might say that, but things change, pal, as you well know. If you're trying to get to a certain level, as much as you and I like Fields, you don't, never know what next year will bring in the draft. Or a free agency. Correct. Now, we keep hearing, and when we talked with
1: Burt Brewer last night at dinner, that any deal Ryan Poles makes, he wants 2024 draft uh, compensation mm-hmm. because he's not going to go through all of his salary cap space. We keep talking. They've got $98 million in space, and they've got this opportunity, and they've got the number one pick. And he said everything he's hearing, yes, they're going to spend and spend big. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to just blow through all that money. Because they know if Justin plays well, they then have to go out and get that extension sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't play well, heaven forbid, there's two quarterbacks at the top of the draft next year. And they want to be able to take a big swing at either Drake May of North Carolina, Caleb Williams of USC, or... If Justin plays well, I want Marvin Harrison. He's the best wide receiver prospect I've seen in a long
0: long time. Well, you always as a you tell me this as a talent evaluator, you always look at the second generation ball player, do you not? I mean, you can see if the if the senior was good, the junior might even be better. Right. I it, mean, it, it, daddy was good. Yeah, but you you'd give the benefit of the doubt, right? Perfect example is like Patrick Mahomes. We saw Mahomes uh, as a player in Major League Baseball, he was good. But you say, well, what's his son going to be like? Oh, he plays football? Well, this will be interesting to see. Because mm-hmm. I think that when you see that name Mahomes, it's like, yeah, I remember, remember the old man. He was a you know, journeyman. He's around for a little bit. A not cub, great. A cub. But not great. But right. it's okay, right? Yeah. And then you see what he blossoms into. So I can understand why any Bears fan would look you know, for the future and say, this team needs to be able to have game-changing speed. That's what's needed on this team. One thing that the, the Bears did not have, and nothing against Darnell Mooney, but you didn't have a game-breaker. You still don't have a game-breaker at wide receiver. Correct. I mean, as much as we can talk about the trenches and what you want to do with three technique on one end and offensive line and road graders on the other, what it comes down to, Cap, is what difference maker do you have offensively? This is where the game is. We can be able to break down in every granular detail about what the defense has to do and how they have to, and the offensive line, have to, how they have to work in concert. All those things are true, there's no doubt, but what it comes down to is, are you scoring points, and how are you being able to de- design your offense? As I told you before, looking at the way the offense was going under Luke Getze, it was innovative, not the... You know, sleight of hand, the old card trick that Nagy was doing in his first year with Trubisky. I thought there was some innovations there that we see from good teams that you try to implement in this offense. Imagine that particular offense and that scheme that, that was put out there by Getze with talent. Imagine that. Oh, man. Now you got something there,
1: right? Correct. And so, again, Ryan Poles will be with us at 630. We are your new home for Chicago Bears football. So anytime you think Bears games, press conferences, after games, you keep your dial right here on ESPN 1000. Here is where you will hear the city's best Bears content.
0: Uh, there's no question about that. And again, I, what I'm looking forward to is 365 of the Chicago Bears because, you know, you can be able to pick up a podcast here or there, but when it's under the umbrella of ESPN Chicago, now that makes a difference. Every and, day. And brother, uh, uh, without uh, being able to betray any trusts. There's going to be a lot of surprises around here. It's one thing to be able to be the home of the Bears, but there's more to come. Correct. More to come. And we'll let the director of content be able to give you that information moving forward. But there's more to come here at ESPN 1000. We talk about trying to reimagine the Bears. Think about this this radio station, the home of the Bears. It's the biggest event in 25 years for this radio station. Amazing how that happens when we're on the dawn of celebrating at uh, the House of Blues, 25 years of ESPN 1000. Let me just tell you how big the day was. Shay, you, I, we were here early.
1: Mm-hmm. It was 4.30 Chicago time. We're in here. I send a message to Danny. Yellow. One quick ring. Danny on top of it. He normally sleeps till 8.30, 9 o'clock. Okay, well, that's not right, but go ahead. Keith Williams, our market manager. I said, oh, boy, I'm going to wake his wife up when I send this text, and I send him this tirade of me going, we're the home of the Bears. I get back. That's a great way to wake up and get my day started. He's
0: already downtown.
1: These two dudes are jacked.
0: There's no question I think we're all jacked that uh, the Bears are now, and ESPN 1000 are together, and we can say it officially here. All right, coming up, we'll take your phone calls here. Uh, let's open the phone lines, Charlie. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Hey, Bears fans, you know what's happening here. We're here at the Indianapolis uh, Combine, the NFL. We're here to be able to talk about the Chicago Bears with you. Let's start here. So let's talk Bears with you here on the Cap and Jared Morning Show, live from the NFL Combine. We are the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Checkmate 1-6 suppression on target. That's why I see him in the shot. shot or no shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see
2: him in the shot.
0: The new era of the Bears has begun. We are the home of the Chicago Bears right here on ESPN 1000. The Cap and Jay Hood morning show with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay. We've got Jay Moore, we got Charlie, and we got you here for a four hour ride here on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Now, time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shay Norley. Shay? Good
2: morning, boys. A little early this morning, a 6 a.m. edition of Shot or No Shot. How about that? Take that. You'll That's love what we it. do here, we get after it.
0: I, I think shot or no shot took place around eight or nine o'clock last night. I, I can tell I, you the answer was shot. I think that was the first edition of shot or no shot <laughs> often. Was last night. Uh, early and often, a lot of shots, not a lot of, not a lot of no shots, but a lot of shots. That's for sure.
2: What did you tell me this morning, Hoodie? at the At the restaurant last night, Shane Orling, Detroit. The bourbons came out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he said the hometown toughness.
0: You could just see it. The oh, old absolutely. fashions didn't stop coming. No, I mean it was an assembly line of old fashions, and rightfully so because that really is. You you start off with old fashions, and then you get the harder stuff later on in the night, That's as you all right. know, right? But that was just kind of just getting getting things started. Let me have an old-fashioned and another one, sir. I mean, my God, he might as well just brought the keg and set it on his stomach. Oh, it was tremendous. I can't wait to turn that bill in. <laughs> so, all right, what do we uh, have here? For our-
1: Danny Zetterman would like to see you.
0: Yeah, we do shot or no shot um, uh, weekday mornings at 8 but we got a special edition here, and don't forget, still to come. Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Chicago Bears, will be sitting now with us here at the NFL Combine. That's at seven thirty Eastern, six thirty Central. That's Correct. Right. And since we're broadcasting at Chicago, six thirty
2: Central. Central. We'll get into that. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of Ryan Poles, that's where I want to start. He really is the bell of the ball, hoodie going out last night. I talked to some people around Indianapolis mm-hmm. who are here for the combine. Everybody has the same question. It doesn't matter what team you're here yep. for. It doesn't matter what team you're covering. What are the Bears going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, uh, Mel Kuyper, I saw this yesterday morning as we were getting off the air, suggested the Bears will trade back in the draft with Houston and then again with Indianapolis. So my question, shot or no shot, the Bears are going to trade this pick more than once. Wow.
1: I personally believe yes, shot, hoodie. hmm but I do think that the Bears truly look at Jalen Carter and go, oh, man. We we do not want to trade twice and then go, oh, God, our guy's
0: off the board. I think they love that kid. He's a perfect fit. They do. They do. Okay. So just when we thought that Poles was going to zig, he zagged when it came to the last draft. <laughs> Because we thought, oh man, you're going defense, you're you're taking care of the secondary first, you see how many holes on this football team, why those two? But I think, at least that's the hope, that things will work out by taking care of your secondary. I really believe that he's going to, I'll say no shot, I think it's going to be once, training it twice though, Cap, I think once for sure. This is why this is so fascinating to me, because he could do so many things with this. Correct. I know this, the the thing that's not sexy for some is, oh, just stand pat and just take your one and just keep it moving. But but I think that because you are bereft of quality talent or young talent on this roster, doing it once and then definitely getting some more for round two, round three, I think that that's likely for polls. So, that's what I see. So if
1: you were the, the – like the Eagles have a, a top ten pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, they came that close to winning a Super Bowl. They can look and go – we ought to move heaven and earth to get that guy, whoever it is mm-hmm. Jalen Carter will, whoever it is when you've got as many holes as the bears have, can you afford that's my question for Ryan when you have as many holes as you have on your roster, can you afford to
0: fall in love with a guy if you think he's generational? That's a tough one though. you know beauty's in the eye of the beholder like I love this guy. How much do you love him? To a point where you're going to hold on to that pick, or you will go down and get more, right? You know, it just, it's I just I said to one. you, Ryan, there's a guy
1: at number one that's the greatest prospect you've ever evaluated, yeah. and you have a need for it, or do you walk away from it and go, oh my god, that guy went to nine Pro Bowls in Arizona, I could have had him.
0: How do you like? Well, that's a tough one, you know. Shay, here's how I look at it. When, you, when it comes to free agency or the draft, the way I look at it is, is like you can't look back. You can't look back, right? I mean, if there's going to be talent taken elsewhere within the draft, if you miss on him or you weren't in the position to draft him, then you go right ahead, right? You just move all forward, but you've got to realize that there's so much talent out there that if I miss on two, miss on three, hey, it's okay. I'm going to miss on a number of guys if I'm, if I'm Ryan Poles in this draft. It's just what happens. You're going to miss on some guys. Well, I mean, if
1: you went back and redrafted last year's draft, sure. Sauce Gardner's the number one pick yeah. in the draft.
0: But, but, but Everybody's saying that. But as a general manager, it's almost like a closer in baseball. I just have to forget about that. Like, hey, yeah, I had an opportunity to get this part. Okay, it didn't work out. Okay, I gotta keep moving.
2: That's like the redraft stuff is so dumb to me. People are going to do that. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Nobody had Sauce Number One last year. I don't want to hear about it now because he wasn't correct. But the thing is, we could say, boy, the Bears traded down. They got three number one picks. Go look at the
0: bust rate in the first round. Yeah, sure. Hey, let me tell you something about the the redrafts. That was great, and I mean with a capital G, great pandemic programming. Oh, When I I needed it, when we had no sports, that was the best. As a producer, it is great content. (laughs) As a
2: sports fan, I could care less. You can keep it. All right, what's next? You know what? It helped me. It, it helped me. Go ahead. Look at how pressed he is. All right. Let's get into it. Right. Debating. Let's go. Todd McShay reported recently. Jalen ma- Carter. He's, has- a ma- he's a masturbator, so he does love to <laughs> debate. Go ahead. What's next? You know what? You have character issues. Todd McShay (laughs) reported recently that Jalen Carter has, quote, character issues. Well, last night during our Whispers at the Bar hoodie, Uh, we kind of heard the same. It was said that Jalen Carter can be a bit of a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Got some superstar streak to him. My question, shot or no shot, this is enough reason for the Bears to be scared off of drafting Jalen Carter.
0: No shot for me. Listen, I've only watched every snap of him at Georgia. And uh, will I tell you he's the most finished product I've ever seen in that position with Georgia? No. But what I will tell you is, is that there's a guy there that can be in a cornerstone for a franchise for quite some time. I don't care that he's got a little dirt underneath the fingernails. He's got a little nasty in him. What, what talent evaluator does not want dirt underneath the fingernails, a little bit of nasty in a player? I'm all for it. If the comp really is in Damakong Su on and off the field – Thumbs up for me. I mean, look,
1: I, want, I don't want an a-hole that's going to tear the locker room apart, but if he's going to be a nasty, really unbelievably disruptive player on the field and he needs to grow up a little bit off the field, but he's not like a major problem, sign me up. I don't need to be able to have dinner with him. I don't need to be able to get his autograph. I want to watch him
0: wreck Ball carriers and quarterbacks. It is a, long, it's a long-term uh, conversation, Cap, over the years of character issue. Yeah. I know it came in like in the 90s or 2000s where you start talking about, I don't know if I want to root for a guy or a player or a team that has character issues. This is when we got into our feelings as fans. Ultimately, what we rooted for is just laundry. We didn't care whether or not the person was a good person or not. Did you help us win? Did you help us lose? But we got into this whole thing where character issue became a big topic from what we do. And when it comes to this, as long as he's not you know, wreaking havoc in the community, I'm totally fine with it. I don't think he's that type of guy, at least based on what I saw in college. But, man, on the field, I just know he's fantastic. I'm all for him. Absolutely. Well, we did this
2: yesterday. It was the one of the worst cliches in sports. And while I was writing this this morning, it occurred to me, character issues at the draft might also be among the worst. You know who else had character issues? Laramie Tunsil, great player. You yes. know who else had character issues? Kayvon Thibodeau, worked out for the Giants. Yes. All these guys get, get talked about, and then you draft them. And if they're good at football, they're good at football. Because if it's too
1: high in the draft, you look for a reason to tear them down. Right. And if you are questionable on their abilities and uh, we take them in the sixth round you're looking for some reason
2: to want to take him at the top of the draft you're always trying to tear him down always All right, the Bears are likely to trade out of that top pick in the draft. We've talked about that. It remains to be seen, though, how far back Ryan Poles will be willing to go. Most analysts have the Bears working out a deal with the Colts to move back to four, but a few, myself included, they should trade back to nine with Carolina, stockpile, try to get multiple first-round picks. Ryan Poles said yesterday to the Sun-Times, quote, you don't want to go so far back that you may not get the caliber of talent you need. We'll ask him about this at 630, but shot or no shot. This is a signal that the Bears will prioritize getting a star over stockpiling picks.
3: Go
1: ahead.
2: A star over stockpiling picks. It depends
1: on the level of the star. Yep. Like if I'm getting a really good player, or I can get four good players. I got one really good, I got three or four good players. Mm -hmm. I probably take the four good players because my roster is so bereft of talent. Yep. If you tell me that the pick, I'm getting the next Brian Erlacher Hall of Famer. Like, that dude's going to the Hall of Fame if he stays healthy, and he will be one of the 10 greatest members of the history of the franchise. Hard for me to give that up.
0: So, is that a shot? It's a shot. What do you think? I want picks. You, you, you want to stockpile picks. Yeah, and get, this, you know.
2: this team just has so many holes, and I think at nine, you can still get a good player. You can fix your offensive line. Yeah. And you can choose to address rod receiver. You have more options, and you do it at a more appropriate place in the draft. So if I told you Jalen
1: Carter is going to go at two, Houston's going to stun the world and take Jalen Carter if you don't take him at one, and you do your evals and go, that guy's going to Canton. He will be the best defensive player other
2: than – Dick Butkus that ever wore a Bears uniform. You're passing him. So so we're so talking he can get about, extra picks. You have to do what you think's best for the team. So I yeah. don't. I haven't done those evals. But for me, where I'm sitting and the information that we have available to us, I would rather trade further back.
0: If we knew that for sure, I think we know which direction he'd go. Of course, that's a big what if you just threw out there. That you just lobbed that grenade out. Classic so capathetic. Well, I mean, just like you know, Dick Butkus. We haven't read that. Haven't seen that. We just know that he's a very solid player. It could be a cornerstone for a, for a decade. Right. So, I, I mean, I, that's why I want to ask him. Yeah. Your eval tells
1: you that's the best defensive player you've ever evaluated. You can have him. You
0: trade out of that pick, even down to four, he may be gone. For, for me, I think it's I, – I agree with Shea. You can still get quality if you're going down in the draft. And it fills holes, and you get the bang for your buck. Like you're not, if you
2: take the offensive lineman one overall, who's projected tenth, then you're making a mistake in terms like getting the value out of the pick. But if you get down to nine, you get bonus picks. You can
0: take that guy who still helps your team, and you get future assets. I'm all for it. More of your phone calls coming up, 312-332-ESPN, 332 332 3776 is our phone number. Still to come this hour, we're going to hear from Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Chicago Bears. We have more whispers at the bar from Indianapolis. We'll get to that coming up next. We are the home of the Chicago Bears. This is ESPN 1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back, back. Broadcasting live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis from 5 a.m. to 9 on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Your new home of the Chicago Bears. Along with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you here on the Kaplan Hood Morning Show. So glad to be with you here on the Home of the Bears ESPN 1000. We're excited to be the home of the Chicago Bears and also excited to talk to our very special guest.
1: Yes, Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, is with us here on set. First of all, it's great to be partners with you guys and uh, yes. the home of your games. I wanted to ask you, so you're sitting there with this number one pick, all this cap space. Is this what you envisioned, brushing your teeth, going to bed, driving in a car, when you wanted to become a GM, having this situation, or is it easier to walk into more of a ready-made roster?
3: As a front office person, this this is kind of what you dream of in terms of opportunity and flexibility and, you know, to shape a roster starting from the ground floor with with, with picks but also um, to be able to hit for agency and you know last year was a little challenging just with the resources that we had to, had to um, work with but at the same time it really set the tone to be disciplined and do things the right way and going off of values that I've talked about over the, the past year or so um, I actually think this was set up properly um, obviously we had to take it on the chin a little bit this year Um, but to build off our foundation that we we set this past year and the the way the guys played um, is a really good opportunity. I'm excited for it.
0: We're excited about Justin Fields' development. You've talked about him a number of times where you like what you've seen and he's still got some things to work on. Uh, Who does Justin Fields remind you of in football's past? Skill set, you know, leadership, demeanor? Yeah, uh, that's a
3: tough one to compare to. I mean, some of the great um, runners – you know if it's you know Mike Vick or if it's even Steve Young, um, those guys were special in the way that they moved and how they could impact the game with their legs and then, as they developed you know as passers, um, you start to see a really special blend and a dangerous blend in terms of being able to change a game quickly, so we're looking forward to him improving and getting better he's hungry I, that's why I absolutely love the guy because he puts the work in. He puts the work in, so uh, we're excited for his development. So, one of these
1: cliches, one of these phrases that we keep here, well, he wants his own guy. It's not his guy. And I never understood that. He's a Chicago Bear. Right. And you're a Chicago Bear. Exactly. So, as you look at Justin Fields and how he impacts everything, I would think from the outside, people look and go, well, you got something special
3: there. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And the great thing is with Matt and myself, like we talk about it all the time, like we got to develop players. So, whoever's a Chicago Bear whether they were here before or not or we draft them if they're a free agent it doesn't matter we're going to try to maximize their abilities and 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 see if they can help our team be a championship caliber team so um, I don't really look into who was brought in who I brought in who uh, someone else brought in if you're a Chicago Bear you got the helmet on we're going to try to develop you the absolute best that we can
0: right you know that fans are really hungry Uh, for a winner, and it just feels different. Cap and I talk about this every morning, how it just feels different. You're here, Kevin Warren's here, Justin's developing. In today's NFL, how quickly can a non-playoff team turn things around in this NFL?
3: Yeah, I think every team's situation is a little bit unique um, from where they're kind of taken off from. So that one's hard to answer. I know know, in a three-year period you want to see, especially that first draft class, that three-year period is really you know when you see what you got um so within that is is what we're looking for but you want to get this thing started as fast as possible the key is not doing things that will hurt you long term in the short term um that can derail everything just because you're you're short short-sighted with it so we're going to Stay disciplined and, and try to do things the right way. But I usually like to look at that rookie class in that first three-year period to see if it's hitting the right way and, and it takes part of the core of, of your team.
1: So there's this report the other day. The Bears are leaning or trading the top pick. We're like, yeah, really? That's not a shock. Yep. But how do you balance your sitting there? And in the end, Ian likes this guy and so-and-so likes it. In the end, it's your team. You're Correct. the GM. Yep. And you're sitting there. And whoever that guy is, Jalen Carter, John Doe, no, it doesn't matter, that guy's the best prospect I've ever evaluated, and he fits what we do. Yep. If I trade back to four, six, seven,
3: whatever, he might be gone. Yeah. How do you balance that versus the Hall of Picks? Yeah, so the one thing we do constantly um, in any situation that we're in, we put players in certain values of how they impact our football team. You know, there's like three levels of starters, you know, guys that are going to come and impact immediately and, and take your team to the next level, or guys that need, you know, a year to figure it out, but they're going to still start. And then there's a group that's going to rotate and needs a little bit more time to develop. So um, we're going to play the numbers game. That top row, we're going to see how many guys we got that impact our team. And then at the same time, when you start thinking about trading, you're saying, well, if we can accumulate picks, is this one player better than four? Right? So that's the game that we got to play and, and make sure that we do it the right way so we can. Just continue to add a lot of players to our roster that can help us get better.
0: Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, with Cap and Jay Hood on the home of the Bears ESPN 1000. I'll put your uh, offensive lineman hat on just for a second. Yep. It's always okay. on. All right. So, all right, so <laughs> I, I see it. It's not turned backwards. It's straight, straight ahead. <laughs> right. right. So, so uh, Cap and I talk a lot about Braxton Jones. Yeah. And we're just wondering from your viewpoint, his versatility as an offensive lineman. Yep. Do you see him on left side, right side? What do you think of his measurables and his intangibles with the team?
3: Yeah, um, the beautiful thing about him is the intangibles are high, um, so we really don't put a ceiling on him. I think his ability to play left or right is there. I don't think that would be an issue at all. Um, his length, his feet, his intelligence, and really seeing his confidence grow through the season. And as an offensive lineman, we usually talk to, about corners this way, but you've got to have a short memory. Things are going to happen. These elite pass rushers are going to get you. There's going to be a twist that you you miss. Um, But the short memory to come back, the next play, wash it away, and, and, and try to be as consistent as possible, he has that. Um, another guy that has an incredible work ethic that just keeps putting the time in to get better. And it, it was a really cool process to see him come in from rookie minicamp and then finish the whole season. I think he played every single snap. So um, we have high expectations for him moving forward.
0: see that cap we're rooting for him. We've been talking about you. I like that, that he around. played
1: every snap. It yeah, tells yeah. me because everybody's banged up. Yeah. He's got intestinal fortitude. Absolutely. Got to have it. Okay, so the e- I went back and looked at the Eagles O-line. Mm-hmm. There's a guy drafted in 2011, another one in 2013. Like, they built this thing over time. They had one hiccup when Peterson left. Yep. One bad season. They're right back. Yep. How, realistically, how long does it take to drop talent on the roster and then to have to learn how to win?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I... Once you get the culture set up and, and you're expecting, you have your team and they're expecting to walk into every, every game, you know, to win, um, you know, that shouldn't take too long um, if you bring in the right group of people. And I think the big thing with offensive line play is you have to have five that play well together. Correct. Regardless of where you're drafted, where you're coming from, can that group play together? Um, and, and the great thing is, we had our exit meetings with our players, and the one thing we learned, and we knew this, but you know, Chris Morgan does an incredible job with, with that culture, with that room, the way he has it set up. Um, it's a different group of guys. And, and I'm excited to see them develop as we add more, more talent to be a, a special group because they're just wired a little bit differently. I mean, they got barbecues going off the, yeah, yeah. You know, the back door of the facility, and they spend a lot of time together. They enjoy being together, and a lot of that has to do with Chris Morgan and the culture that he set up in that room.
0: Ryan, uh, your former team, the Kansas City Chiefs, win the Super Bowl. What makes that organization um, so solid? Uh, And and at championship level, more times than not. Yeah.
3: Uh, It's a combination of the front office work, the coaching staff, those guys working together to improve the team every year. Um, And now they're in a situation where it's what I talked about, expecting to win. They walk into every game expecting to win it. And that comes with a little bit of this swagger and confidence uh, that's important for the entire organization. Um, and then they do a really good job, you know, other than Pat, they do a really good job up front, right the the way that we shifted that offensive line after you know getting beat up by Tampa in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl that one year, um, but also creating pass rush from different angles and different positions on the defensive line too. so up front, and we could see it in that Super Bowl. Um, that dictates a lot of games and puts you in a position to win.
0: How much does that uh, pedigree and that philosophy carry over to you being a bear?
3: Yeah, the, that, that front group is something we're going to spend a lot of time on and continue to improve and create competition. So we all
1: want splash players. Boy, I'd like to get that guy and that guy and that Jalen Carter. Will it? I think the biggest thing, yes, you need those is the depth of the
3: roster. 100%. That is where you need to, and that takes more time, correct? Yeah, it takes time. Um, but also, you know, I think if you do a good job, it, I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's not easy drafting in the first, you know, 50 picks, first 100 picks, but you got to do a really good job being able to see different traits and makeup on the back end of the draft too. Because uh, those guys, as you accumulate them and they're developing, they can provide that depth. Um, and the same with free agency, so I really think that's important uh, as you know especially up front, I was talking to one of the uh, O-line coaches I don't know if I've been on a team where the front five plays all 18 games, mm-hmm. so that next group of guys that have to fill in have got to be ready to go and play at a high level and be able to mesh with the rest of them
0: Ryan Poles, general manager for the Chicago Bears with Cap'n Jay Hood, on the home of the Bears ESPN 1000, um there is that fine line I'm sure for Coach Iberflues to say, Man, you've given me the opportunity to be the head coach, it's go time and he wants it tomorrow but you have to preach patience in yeah. your position, right? So what stood out about uh, Coach Iberflus in his first year? He wants to impress and be able to get stuff done right away, yeah. but of course you're saying it's incremental progress, right? Yeah,
3: the way that he compartmentalizes everything um, is incredible. I can't tell you how fortunate I am to have a partner that sees the game and sees a roster-building process like he does. Um, it's, it's really special because as a front office person, that's what – those are the things that kind of keep you up at night and you're wondering like how much patience this coach have. We're trying to do this the right way. He's all in uh, in terms of building it the right way. He's actually an incredible evaluator, which for a general manager, that's a big deal. Um, and oftentimes we're on the same page and when we're not on the same page about a player evaluation, we'll sit down and watch them together and, and get on the same page. Um, but he gets the process and it's, it's been an absolute joy to work with him and, and do this thing the right way and have a level of patience to develop talent. I mean, that's a stressful thing for a coaching staff to say, you know what, we're going to play a lot of these young guys so we can build it the right way. And they've been incredible at, at doing that, especially in year one. I was watching something on NFL Network last night, and they
1: were talking to some former executives, and one of them said, the toughest thing about being an Indy is I don't ever get to see the drills because I got this agent wants to talk about this extension. Yeah. This player needs to meet with me. My coaches want to go over this. He
3: said, that's the thing you miss out on the most. Is that true? Um partly true uh there's a lot going on that pulls you in a lot of different directions and takes you away from the main thing but at the end of the day i would say the interview process sitting down with the players face-to-face time because that's what you don't have we can watch as much tape as we need but getting to know the man there I, i it's a it's a grown man uh feel like when someone sits down you're like that's a grown man I want to put him in the car and take them back to Chicago with us. I, <laughs> I saw a few yesterday. I yeah. said I'd
1: like to load him up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So that, that's what you're looking for in that process. So that's important. Yeah. Usually we're all locked into that. Nothing's going to take us out of the room for, for that. And then it's the medical piece that no one really sees, but that's the really important piece of the combine. Um, in terms of the movement stuff, again, you can always go back and watch that on tape. You really shouldn't get too far away from the fall tape anyways because that, that's the football player. You can be fooled with the stuff in shorts. So, if that you get pulled away from some of that, it's part of the process. You know, you don't lose too much sleep over over missing missing that. Correct. You can always go back and do it. And again, you don't want to be influenced too much um, because the further we get away from the football tape. Uh, the more mistakes
0: you can make. Speaking of sleep, okay. So you just you have your personal time, mm-hmm. and also this is your draft time. What's what personal li- time? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you gotta be supposed, You gotta sleep at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, that's your personal time, right? Yeah, you gotta exactly. Put, you gotta put your head on the pillow at some point, right? Yeah. Yep. What's the latest call that you received from a team? One o'clock in the morning, a little midnight action. You know what? I think. Which? Um, what's uh, what's well, the latest call? Most teams there's a level of
3: respect for the different time zones and you think about that before but Mm -hmm. uh nothing crazy
0: nine ten o'clock would probably be the latest okay because if this this guy it's probably midnight or 1 a.m yeah i'm just asking i'm just telling because my my partner here likes to have one-on-one communication he doesn't realize text is a thing (laughs) so so you like to be a phone guy he's a phone guy still like the 1980s so so (laughs) but so but the text and the calls it's like they cut off nine and ten o'clock they respect your time right yeah and
3: the other thing too is I'm, I'm getting better at, um, you know, I joke about personal time, but I'm getting better learning through this first year. Um, you do have to put the phone down. You know, I try to charge it in the bathroom instead of right next to my bed because I'll be going through everything yeah, uh, at all hours of the night. And, um, you know, using a little uh, the sleep uh, mode just yep. to kind of shut things down and, and rest. So, you know, you're fresh enough to make. Good decisions. Yep. You also talked yesterday when you met with the media.
1: Yeah, there is a scenario where I could trade before free agency so that you yep. go to free agency and go, I actually don't need that three technique because I got this one in a deal. Yeah. But the medical part that you just referenced yep. is such a huge part of everything. It is, is it more likely a trade doesn't happen this week because I got to see the medicals? I really like that kid.
3: I can't believe he's got a degenerative this. Right. Yeah, you know, but the timing works out all right, um, so we can stay open-minded with that. Um, when we get out of here, we'll have a, a good idea of where, you know, if someone's you know flagged, we can have some conversations early next week, um, or even this week as things are happening, uh, to discuss where that's at and what our numbers look like, you know, in that certain range where we feel comfortable. So,
1: so there was a story that when the Bears signed Julius Peppers, they chartered a plane. Mm-hmm. Lovey's on it. Jerry Angelo's on it. They fly down, and they call, all right, we're at the door. Let us in. Boom, five minutes, deal, done. Right. Does that still go on, and do you have a charter plane at Chicago Executive waiting to go somewhere?
3: (laughs) No, you know, I I don't think that happens as much. Um, I think that's a unique situation, but uh, if we need to do that, we will. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, at moments notice, if there's a guy you're going to key in on, you'll be at the doorstep, right?
3: Yep, absolutely.
0: Uh, What's Kevin Warren like?
3: Awesome. Um, we 've taken some time, maybe four or five times to sit down and get to know each other, talk about different topics, discuss where we 're going as a team um, it's been it's been really good and i've had I have an unbelievable relationship with Ted uh, as well but um, it 's been really good to sit down and, and and discuss kind of how the first year went where we 're headed, what direction we 're going. Um, how he sees things just from his experience um, and really bringing knowledge from a totally different experience than what's in the building right now. So um, great man. Um, I'm excited to have him. And, um, you know, there's something between us. I think it it works really, really well. Before we let you go, what's one thing Oh, I didn't realize that was
1: going to be something I'd have to deal with as a general manager because you think you know
3: what you're walking into. You never do. Oh, man, there's so many things that pop up where you're like, you know... I mean, you know, Flus and I, were, we've talked about the, the turf in the stadium, like what kind of grass. You know, we're redoing uh, the indoor turf uh, in the Walter Payton Center. And we have samples out of all the the fill that you put in the, uh-huh. the turf and the different types of companies. So we're like touching the turf and talking about like, <laughs> so just things like that. Um, that you never had to deal with before. Yeah, that you never have to deal with before. And then it's just the um, it's the unexpected. It's it, you know with so many people in, in the football operations, there's there's different things constantly going on that you're like, I can't believe I'm dealing with this. Mm-hmm. You know that just hit from left field. But um, at the end of the day, th- you're a problem solver. Like that's what this job is. Is problem solving and, and setting up an organization to be successful and run properly. So, um, yeah, it, there's all kinds of things I can't even think of all of them right now. But there's a ton of surprises.
0: But that bed and facility is still comfortable. You told us last time oh, we yeah. spoke that bed yeah. is nice and comfortable. Thread count
3: exactly how you want it. Yeah, exactly how I want it. Used it a lot last year. Now that we uh, we live right around the corner, so I can at it's least make it home now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's Thank that's you
1: awesome. for your time. Absolutely,
3: well, we look awesome. forward to working with you. I had a blast. You Me got too. it. All the best. All right,
0: Ryan Paul is the general manager. of For the Chicago Bears, with us on Cap'n J Hood on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000.